Let's go back to Malachim Beis, Perik Chav Pasig Aleph. We discussed the last two weeks. The Gemara that says that Chizkiyo HaMelech was Chayim Misa for something which normally would not be Yechiv Misa. But A, for his Madrega, and B, for the concept it represents of Kavshi Duachman Alamelech, of interfering with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan, so to speak, especially if your Melech is throwing, you're supposed to be giving birth to the next generation, the next king, despite the fact that the next king is going to do tremendous damage for Klai Yisrael, and that's Menashe, and that he wasn't wrong on the Metzius, he was still for trying to not get married in order to not have children, in order not to bring Rishon into the world, all which adds up to a very noble decision, but nonetheless incorrect. Uh, the second part of the Maisa, which is obviously a tremendous chizik to anybody in any matzav, is that you can't give up. And even Yeshayahu Anavi is surprised that there's anything to discuss when he tells the Navi, please leave quickly, as we saw some interpret before you say the second half of who's getting the Malucha, and then it becomes an Avul Teva, which can't be rescinded, and as soon as you turn around, I'm going to do Tshuva and Davin, which he will. So let's see again, Pasuk Aleb, Be'yam Mehem Chalach Hizkiyo, Lomas, Ve'yav Elov Yishayo, Ben Ametz HaNavi, Ve'yam Elov Kaimah Hashem Tzav Lebeisecha, Ki Meis Ata V'loi Sichyeh. Ve'yasev Ez Panov El Akir, Yispal El Hashem Lemar. And he starts his tefillah, so weak he can't get up to Davin. So he turns around to the wall. Always oh, anything to Davin next to a wall if you can. If you have a shul with many seats, not everybody can Davin next to the wall. But there is an Indian. And. Makes a big difference because uh, this is the highlights the filu of chadum and achas al savarecha. You shouldn't give up. When the Navi came to tell him he's going to die, he was already deathly ill, and he was so far gone that he couldn't even move. Well, the pasuk says that the yes of his panavalakir. He only moved his face. You know, he could barely move. That's how. That's how bad it was. The tefillah, which begins in Pasuk Gimel, Ana Hashem zecharna es Hashem esalachti lefanecha beemes ubaleva of shalom toy beenecha sisi vayev cheskiyo bechi gadol. A tremendous amount of emotion, crying, and interestingly enough, this is again Kabbalah and it's hard for us to know, but the Sfarim do say that if a person leilenu is in sakana. It's probably not a good idea to start mentioning his Averis, because that could be a kitri. On the other hand, they also say the person's in Sakana and it looks like it's the end, he should mention his Averis to say Vidui and do Tshuva. Which is it? Good question. We don't have to answer every question here, just most of them. They both make a lot of sense, right? Imlach Shavei Masai, better do Tshuva. Yeah, doing tshuva includes vidui. Vidui means listing your averis. On the other hand, well, if you list your averis, that can get dangerous. Interestingly enough, in Pasuk Gimel, which we just saw, 
Chesgiel was saying what might be, what probably will be his last tefillah. He's not fooling himself. means the sword right by your neck, which means there might be a 99.9% chance that the sword is not going away. But on the tzad, he was taught in a messiah from David Melech that it's never too late, you can't give up, and you can always get yourself out of it if Hashem wants to get you out. Of course he can. He's waiting for you to do tshuva. And if you do tshuva and you don't get out, then the tshuva is done and you go tell him haba. So that's Hashem's decision, Kaviyachal. But he was told that you have to try. And Dabra Melech had many, many close calls, as we discussed, there Shabbos. And he survived. With that said, what happens if you don't survive? Then you didn't save either, you didn't do tshuva. Well, this Pasuk, all he does is mention his mitzvahs and his mice and tevim. Interesting. It's a short tefillah. He's asking based on his schusim that he should live to see another day and accomplish more. And he's young and he's king and he has a lot of achrayas and he has to accomplish. And there's an army with hundreds of thousands of people outside and this is not going to be very good for the morale of Klai Yisrael. Interestingly enough, he doesn't mention that Beferish. I would think that a pshar between the two is maybe don't mention the Averis, don't mention the Mitzvahs either, just mention what you need to do for others. Doesn't bring that up. Even though that was um, convinced the thrust of, I did many Mitzvahs, I'm king, and I did many Mitzvahs on behalf of Klai on a cause of the Tshuva, and I'm trying to turn things around, all of which are true. I think that's what he's referring to. He's not talking about his personal love, Lady Sashem, per se. And therefore, give me more of a chance to do the same. And I think that might be the answer to our question. That is that you should, he has a right to mention Averis and do Vidui, and that's what, I told you, the Minig in Germany, the Chavikadish used to come after three days and somebody was sick, and they made a low plug, even if he had the flu and he was going to be okay, and they came anyway, so people who are in a bad way shouldn't get nervous when they walk in. But what did they do when they walked in? They said Vidui with them. That was a, a standard procedure. He doesn't do that here. Because again, that has a dangerous element to it. But he does say, I'm doing my best and I'm trying to do my job as king to bring up Klai Yisrael. I think I've done the right thing thus far. Obviously, he realizes what he did until now by not getting married wasn't correct and he's going to fix that. The Gemara tells us that he actually made a deal with Yeshayel Hanavi. You can call, I guess, making a deal. He said, I'm afraid I'm going to have an Asha, Baruch HaKadish is going to be a Russia. And the Navi said, Kavshi Dachman Alamalach, Bashem Hashem. And not your business, you have to do what you have to do. And he said, Okay, can I have your daughter and we'll get married? My Zchusim, Zchusim of my ancestors, Machus Beis David, and your Zchusim, which were formidable in both areas. Together, maybe we'll have more of a chance and he'll be a good person. So maybe that's why Menashe will do tshuva later on. We'll discuss that. But he did just that, and to the incredible credit of Yeshayo, he actually agreed to the shidduch. I don't know, somebody would call, Roshatcham would call and read the shidduch. I have, he's the best boy in Yushalayim. She was. The best. Been out of the freezer for a long time. And ready to go. 
Yichus impeccable. Tzitkus, accomplishments, saved Klai Yisrael, caused massive children, movement, brave. Alamailus. Everybody would jump at the opportunity, right? Uh, the only thing is the uh, perspective uh, Shver also knew that he had Baruch HaKadosh, and he wasn't doubting his Baruch HaKadosh, by the way, that the kid that will be born is going to have serious issues with his Baruch and he's not going to do very well. Who's going to give their daughter? So, the uh, godless of Yeshayahu, this is a problem. Godless of Yeshayahu, and don't just say, well, it's his daughter, and, you know, it's not him. That's the thing we're talking about Yeshayahu, and talking about the father and daughter. So the answer is, is that uh, I don't want to use the word, you, you always have to practice what you preach. But uh, Nevi'im do preach. And they preach the Dvar Hashem. <laughs> his message here was, you have to get married, you have a chiv to get married. And what are you worried about? Hashem said you got to get married. So get married. So when he turned around and he said, okay, I have to increase the schusim, can I marry your daughter? I'm not saying Yeshayo said yes because he had to say yes because uh, he was in a bind. He said yes because the point was a good point. And that is that I accept, I'm a Kabul, it's the right thing to do. I hold now. This is my tshuva, that I did the wrong thing, and now it's the right thing to do. And you, the Navi Hadar, also hold this the right thing to do, because when you come and say Navu, you're not just saying the Dvar Hashem, you really believe it, which he did. We have the two tzaddikah Hadar, they really both believe that this is what's in Hashem. So then the answer is, you give your daughter. Ah, it's very nerve-wracking and daunting when you have this Ruch HaKadosh hanging over you. That's why he didn't get married in the first place. We made that mistake already. Now, his daughter isn't Mechayevus in Pruvu. She's a lady. And even if she were, she doesn't have to marry him. And it doesn't say anywhere Yeshayahu has to be party to this, but he felt it was the right thing to do. Pretty, when the shoe's on the other foot, it's a pretty amazing thing that Yeshayahu Hanavi uh, did this. But the Gemara says he did. The Gemara doesn't say the The Gemara says that the Melech asked him, maybe Yuzchusim, Azchusim, and it doesn't say he didn't. So most Mephoshim learned that he went ahead with the Shidduch. And again, this tefillah, I think, is trying to capitalize on the mitzvahs of Maisim Tevim, not Al-Zgaiva, of course, that I did so many mitzvahs, how can I leave this world and I don't deserve this? It's that I did many things for Klai Yisrael and I want the opportunity to do more, and then it's a schus. Otherwise, yeah, if it might be dangerous to mention Averis and Sevidui, the Minigas is still Sevidui if Bedechatev, the person is not going to survive. And the Chavagadisha used to tell him, and if you survive, and there's a chance you might survive, and the always is, this Vido and this Shuva will help you survive, because it's a schus. So is it sad like that? The Mokum Sakana is where you don't start mentioning Aveir. Was it a Mokum Sakana? He was in Sakana. Doesn't mean it's a Mokum Sakana. These are, in Yanamapi Kabbalah, it's hard to know, but you can't slug up a minig. The minig is they used to say Vidoi. And it's clearly, conspicuously missing from this puzzle. I can't say he didn't. Maybe the puzzle doesn't put down the entire tefillah. Maybe he said this. Then he said vidui. It's hard to know. But the pshar over here seems to be he didn't say, how can I die? I have so many mitzvahs and mitzvahs and I'm so great. He said, I am trying my best and I need more time to do it. He's 39 years old here. Keep that in mind. And he will get another 15 years of life. And it's granted to him 
my feeling is because of the taina and the intent of this tefila is that I'm trying to save Klai Yisrael, help Klai Yisrael, it's a critical point, I need more time. And Yom Naram, we speak this out a lot, uh, the biggest chus a person can have besides their own personal tshuva and Kabbalah lost and really changing things is there's chus in the ta'elas for the tzibur as well and what they're doing for others. There's the stock on the Maisim Tevim. Yes? Uh, that's young is relative. Ramesha has a tshuva when he discusses naming after people. It's always an interesting topic. He discusses naming after people who were, had quote-unquote bad mazel. It's very hard for us to know what bad mazel is because Sadiq Rala, Rosh it's very hard to tell by the who has good mazel, who has bad mazel. What looks good is no as good. What looks bad is no as bad. And Ramesha says Nachuva and Yong is relative. And he brings some famous examples of famous Sadiqim, like Chizkiyahu HaMelech, Shmuel Hanavi. He has a list of people. And Ramesha says he's not convinced. The standard would be Yong. We look less than 60. Misa Deshamayim doesn't mean anybody before 60 got Misa Deshamayim, but there is a benchmark like that. So we assume that's Yong. Ramesha says, no, not so posh. And certainly before 100 years ago, 150 years ago, uh, people, uh, the infant mortality rate, Lailenu, uh, was high enough that it brought down the regular averages. But the average person, they're already in their 40s and 50s, and certainly 60s, considered uh, very fortunate. So Mamesha says it's relative, and he doesn't say that's a reason to not name, interestingly enough. They also got married younger for that reason, by the way. Yes. And everything started younger. They were... Yechide Skula, unfortunately, in this aspect, Yechide Skula got to learn Yeshiva Gedele. In Europe, most people couldn't afford it. And already at Bar Mitzvah, they were already uh, working or certainly uh, self-sufficient. That's not a critique of today. Today we have, Baruch Hashem, an advantage because the Kodesh Baruch realized Klai Yisrael has to start learning a lot more and we have to raise the level in order to be able to survive, especially with the assimilation rate and the decimation of Klai Yisrael and the Holocaust. There are many reasons why Hashem gave us these luxuries today that we never had before, and we have to use them. But everything was a lot younger and sort of on fast-forward in the olden days because time was not uh, as plentiful. Yes? Yes, so Menashe, yeah. We're going to see Menashe ironically... And again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to have to explain this. Had a reign of over 50 years. Of all the kings, like the least likely. 50, 50, 55 years to be exact. That's a long time. So again, he did chuva at the end. He tried to fix things up. And he um, does somewhat of a decent job trying to do that. Well, you know, it's a big discussion. Did he fix it up in terms of his own Ruchnias? Did he get Elam Habadian? Mafalikas Tanaim? Chum hold he didn't. He did so much damage. And even though Pusik says he did Tshuva, getting ahead of myself. He's, we're going to get to him soon. We have one major, major Maisa with Chizkio yet right here in the next few Psukim. But he's going to try to fix it up and do Tshuva. The question is was it a Tshuva that was half baked? Did he do Tshuva in certain categories of Urazara, not Resicha? He's going to kill his grandfather, Yeshayo Hanavi, one of the most horrific incidents coming. It's kind of funny. That was when later on, like, he's doing tshuva already. So he's not doing Avodazar, he's only doing Ritzicha. So it's not going to be so But this is over, over five decades. 
of action. So yes, he was young and he will reign a long time and talk about Satik Rala Rosh Interestingly enough, the youth aspect, one of the Cheshbenes and Shemayim, the many Cheshbenes, why a Russia a relative Russia did some Jew, he did the Jew, would reign that long. Part of it is the reason Russia Vitevla is because whatever good things he did, Hashem pays him back in this world, which is not good for him long term. But a long reign with a lot of power is paid back in this world. That's not good. It's just the Metzias. Hashem pays back for every single mitzvah. And Menashe might be a classic example of that. Part of the Cheshman was that Menashe is going to have a son, Amun, who will reign for two years, which has come out that wasn't even two full years, probably. And so it's not, not even in the Cheshman, who was also a Russia. And then he will have a grandson who will be at Tzadik Yisraelam and will be one of the great Malachim who will help get Klai Yisrael over another hump. And uh, Yeshua Melech will be very young when he first becomes king, like eight years old. So if you do the Cheshman, the reign had to be very long because the next king who was Shaykh to help out over here wasn't even born yet, 40 years into it. So these are very deep Cheshbenes. Couldn't be, that can't be the only Cheshbon because Hashem can get somebody else to be king. But that's, it came out that by the time he died, there was a uh, young grandson with a year and a half, two year interlude with another Russia who was fit to be king and he was only eight years old. So that's just to give you a wide view of what's coming. Yes? I hope not. Maybe that would be. Yeah, I could be. I just hope I a navi by definition, even Yeshaya, even Yeshaya, those doesn't know everything is going on in the world at once. You wouldn't be able to survive. It doesn't get pounded with information of what's going on in the distant future, or even tomorrow, or the next minute, unless he's told. A navi is a navi that he has access that when Hashem wants to send a message, Hashem will use this navi. So. We have no reason to believe he knew what was going to be in two days from then, let alone what was... Uh, I don't even know if he was privy to the Ruach HaKodesh that Chizkiyo had, but he took his word for it because why would Chizkiyo make anything up, let alone this? And he trusted him, and rightfully so. So I don't, I don't have any indication he got the separate Ruach HaKodesh in Avua that this was true. He walked in, he said, Hashem said you're going to die, you never got married, and then he started the conversation. He said, Ruach HaKadosh, the kid's going to be rotten. I don't want him. He said, well, Sounds like you heard it from Chizkiyo HaMelech. But it was daunting enough that if he didn't agree with the Shidduch, I wouldn't have been that shocked. But he would have had a hard time explaining what happened to Kashrach HaMelech. He can explain it up to Yolacha. He has no chiv. He's married already. He has a daughter. She has no chiv to get married. She has no chiv to get married to him. So he could get his way out of it. Halachically, there's nothing binding over here. But since he was a tzaddik adar, he agreed to try, to help him try. What? He didn't really commit the most, You must be American. You sound very American. There's always one, every Shia is always one American shayla. Uh, <laughs> and you're Heimish, you should. That's not true. Um, you're saying he agreed because maybe he won't survive. I think Yeshayahu and Abi knew that Chizkiyahu is enough for Tzaddik 
They had a very, very deep discussion over here. He's to have a Messiah from David Amalek, Hafil, Cherev, Chadam, and Achas. I'm going to dab my way out of this. I don't know if I'll succeed, but I'm going to try. He knew there was a good chance that, in very short order, as a matter of fact, he didn't know how quickly, as a matter of fact, the next Pussyk is going to say that he didn't even make it out of the Chatzar, and Hashem told him to turn around and go back and tell him that he accepted the Tvilah. So I don't know if he knows how lightning fast this is going to be, but he knows it's a distinct possibility, and once you say the Shidduch is on, you can't back out. He can agree, and once he agrees, his daughter... What? What? But the Gemara tells us that the discussion was, he asked him, why didn't she get married? They said, how can I get married? I'm going to have a horrible, horrible continuation of this. What's a terrible idea? And they told him, Hashem thinks not so. So then the Gemara says, he asked him, well, maybe if I marry your daughter, you're right, I can't prove that that was this conversation. Maybe he came back and he said, the good news is, you're going to live. And then he said, well, now that I'm going to live, can I have your daughter? Okay. It's still tremendous, tremendous godless of Yeshua to say yes, even at that point. Because the Nevoah coming back wasn't, I have two pieces of good news. I heard the Ruach Kodesh you had was canceled, and that it's not true, and the kid's going to be at Tzadik and you're going to live. The first part wasn't part of the Nevoah. It's you're going to live. Didn't say a word about the Ruach Kodesh, and we know that it was true. So even if you're right that the deal was made, the, the Shidduch was clinched afterwards, still pretty amazing. He said yes. The source that you have that maybe he can make, he married older girls. I don't know how old she was. She was older than, than, than uh, Manasha. She was born. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how old she was. I mean, she was... Uh, he was 39. Nine he was 39. No, he was 39. His girl was 39, so I don't know, I don't know what she was. Uh, there's an Indian from here, you're supposed to listen to your father and get married, uh, it's a big schus, and you're supposed to marry the king uh, if you can, because that's a big schus, and it was a big schus, and she goes down in history, uh, I don't, I mean, this, we're never going to figure this one out, I'm wondering if she even heard the story. A king, single, is 39, now you're getting married, I'm wondering if she asked, and if she asked, she probably found out. So I'd like to add, if we can darshan l'shvach, I'd like to add a big uh, yeshukach to her, that she wasn't uh, afraid, I'm not saying she had a choice, she didn't have a choice, but she went through with this and probably heard some of the background. She did l'shem shemayim. Yes, 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 uh, this is, uh, but uh, this is daunting to say the least. The Yichus was great, and these chusim were incredible. Everything was off the charts in terms of the chance of the succeeding. The only uh, spooky thing over here is that he wasn't dreaming, and this premonition wasn't untrue. But the lesson over here is we ignore premonitions. It was a Misa, uh, very powerful. This is pretty recent. This happened... Uh, happened in the uh, 50s, I would say. Probably. Uh, there was a fellow, a big tzaddik, who was a manal of a Beis Yaakov that was doing tremendous cure of an Yisrael and really taking girls from homes and making them from and educating them. I tell over this, Misa, with the... He was close to the Stipler and to Volba and the others. And there was a terrible mice in the school where there was a fire in the dorm. And then shortly afterwards, the girls were on a day off at the beach in Tel Aviv, uh, kosher beach. 
and a bizarre mice and a wave came line and it's just all you got to be very careful with there's an under undertow if you, if you get swept in even if just like a, a wave that just knocked you off for a second there's a very dangerous pull people don't know about this the Mediterranean in particular on the coast there and there were nine girls who drowned one shot they were swept in and they were lost nine the parents this is a human reaction I'm not saying this is right or logical but the, the parents were obviously distraught but they were angry at the Manal who wasn't even there and like the mother get like I just talk about a patria no shaykhs whatsoever so much so the person who wrote the story said that he took the Manal and his Rebetzin into their house for like a week or two just to protect them that's how you're saying that's illogical but that's that's human and he was depressed he was so upset he wasn't eating and it was terrible just felt, uh, and it was the second thing that happened, and he, and he told his chaverim, uh, the stipler came to see him just to get him to eat, and the stipler sat with him, Revolva came, and there, there are pictures of this event. He eventually started eating, and he, he recovered, but he said, I'm closing the school. How many simonim do I need, Menashamayim? Obviously, I'm doing something wrong. And good thing, when you have friends who are like the stipler and Revolva, so... If you're chashav enough, this is why uh, he got out of it, because you need good aces in life, and somebody's got to wake up. It's understandable why he was destroyed and upset, and uh, he took Achrayis, even though it had nothing to do with him, and they convinced him. They said, this is Atzah Sayyid, it's Amais HaSatan, and these Simonim and Shemayim are meaningless. Uh, they're just to get you to close down the school, because you're doing such a good job, and you're being makayim of so many people, and it's so incredible, and Shemayim, they'll stop at nothing to close down this school. And they convinced him to live and to start eating and to keep the school open. And he went on to have tremendous, tremendous success. The parents of these girls sent their next children to the school. Incredible. Uh, it's, uh, we would say the same thing. We say, uh, we have no problem with check the mezuzahs. So check the mezuzahs. Okay. We're not against that. Sometimes you should. It's a, there is a messiah for that. But you got to really be careful. We're always uh, thinking we're on a madrega. We're not looking for simanim and simanim. And there are simanim. Uh, yesterday's uh, drosha, we were talking about uh, when things happen. Uh, that's not to erase. The Gemara says things happen. Yifashrish b'maisav. The Gemara says you can't find things you're doing blatantly wrong. Um, if you can't find things you're doing blatantly wrong, then uh, come to me. I'll read some shaduchim. Uh, <laughs> if you can't find the Gemara says b'taylan b'tol teira. Okay. That's usually some department you can always improve on. And then, if you can't, so then yesterday's Russia, Zeschukasatera, Yaskazera, Eraisa, and uh, you have to know, just like their Chukim, Hashem made Chukim, so we should know we don't understand all the mitzvahs. It's a riot, we don't understand all the Xeras, Minashamayim, we don't understand everything that's going on. That was the theme of yesterday's Russia. And the Magan of Rome, spoke out about uh, the fact that the Xera against the uh, French community and all the Sram that were burned were. Lev Shabbos, Parshas Pukas, because of that. It's a fast day, and it's a deacon kept. And that's, uh, many people ask me after davening, well, what do we do with the Yifash I said, that's not a steerer. Yifash is the first thing you do, Yifash You do tshuva, and you, but you've got to live, and you've got to survive. And if you're doing great things, you might not be doing great things. You might think you're doing great things. So then ask somebody who knows. Oh, he spoke to the stipler. And he spoke to Avolba, and he spoke to many other chaverim. They all said, you're doing just fine. You're doing so well, the Yitzhahara can't stand you. And he'll turn the whole world upside down. 
Chavaz Chaim says when he was in the middle of writing the Mishabur and he was making headway and he wanted to finish and it was a big job and he didn't start when he was 14 years old and he had some uh, terrible misfortunes which he was going through and he got up and he said I know where this is coming from and I don't care what you got to be careful when you say this you got to be the Chavaz Chaim almost but you should think it and that is uh, I got to finish this work for Klai Yisrael and uh, Sutton's not going to stop me there's a famous Gemara in Sukkot that there was somebody very hailing who took the Lulav and said, Den Gira Beine de Sidna. So don't start up with the Satan if you don't, don't like taunt him and poke your Lulav into his eyes. But basically, this goes on, hopefully, in smaller arenas that we can handle bite size. This goes on all the time. And whenever you feel like you just want to give up, uh, understand that usually it's because you're doing great things and the Satan wants to stop you. And then you also have to know sometimes maybe there could be a Simmons. You talk to somebody and get an Eitzah and try to figure it out, but don't figure it out yourself. These are deep in Yanim, and how do you know? So Chizkiyo did just that. Kasha was talking about He said, look, I have a, have a near nevuah that the kids can be rotten. Why should I do this? So, good Havamina, he was wrong, even though he, even though he was right at the end. Yes, that's part of the, that's exactly part of the greater picture, is that a nevuah, a premonition, a simon might be correct, and it might be correct for the limited, we're always looking, the muscle give, we're always looking through a keyhole. So you might be looking correctly, but there's only so much you can see through that keyhole. You can't see the full picture. So can you imagine? He wouldn't have gotten married. Menashe wouldn't have existed? Okay, maybe... A lot of the things that went on wouldn't have gone on. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. There might have been another Russia to take us, no shortage of Russian. Unfortunately, this Kufa and Klaisol was sliding. Lamaisa, you can't have with the Benach Ben Yichud, you can't have a Yeshio Amelach without that. And so we don't know. We don't know what the Cheshben is. Cheshben is take a long time to vet, so to speak, because Hashem has the long view of history because he's the one guiding it. So. That's uh, part of the complication. But a very amazing Mises. This place Yaakov continued and went on to do many great things for many, and it would have been lost because he came to the house we would have come to the conclusion also. Like, how many, how many simanim do I need? The answer is uh, simanim uh, sometimes can be indicative. Often it's coming from the wrong side. Yeah, it did damage. I don't know what the extent was, but it was, it was daunting. He was already you know, bent out of shape right for this after the first thing, and it happened in a quick succession. So, again, there's nothing to do. You fashion for myself. You should wake up. Something happens. You get a tap in the soldier. You wake up. You try to you try to fix things up. But it doesn't mean close the whole operation if they're doing great things, because that might be coming from the Sutton, who doesn't like these great things to happen. And it's his job to try to derail I don't like ending off on uh, bad news, so we'll just read one more passage quickly. There's a reason why there's every Kriyin Ksiv, sometimes many reasons, we'll discuss that. But uh, we'll take the Kri here. He barely left the courtyard of the king. And he gets a second of it to turn around and reverse what he just said, which already for a Navi is very uncomfortable. Yashiel is not going to flinch, of course. He's going to say over whatever Nebu he gets, but that looks like flip-flopping. You, know, you said, I'm going to die, and I'm not going to die. So the answer is already built in. Chizkiel Melch told him, you said, I'm going to die, and I'm not giving up. I have a Messiah. And the Navi said, maybe you don't understand me. Hashem said, you're going to die. He said, yeah, Hashem said, I'm probably going to die, but maybe I can still turn it around. 
So he wasn't denying the Nevoah, and he told the Navi that, no, I have a Messiah, this can be turned around, and he's going to be very right very quickly, and he's going to have to turn around, and to his credit, of course he will, and Tzadik either offer the Shidduch now or go through the Shidduch he offered before. Mitzvah Shem will pick that up next week. Let's go to the Peliyayitz. Speaking of Bitachen, we are on the top of page Kuf Mem Gimel. Kuf Mem Gimel in the old set of the Peliyayitz. Exactly what we were just talking about. Matter of fact, go to the bottom of Kuf Membez. We don't start in the middle of the line. Three lines in the bottom. No matter what's going on, which is exactly the mice we just told over and the mice we just learned about with Chizkiyah Amelech, despite the fact that Manasha is going to do what he did. Ki Adam Yirale Nayam Beena Deloy Shaper Chazi, top line. We're looking through the peephole, we're looking through the keyhole, and we don't have a very wide view of things. What looks good can be good, but not always. It could be a challenge. And what looks bad could be the beginning of the biggest Yeshua. Avalashem Yadea Mahu Tavla Lavedis Hashem Shamai. Hashem knows what tools and what kalim and what circumstances you need for your specific Avedis Hashem. And the fact that you seem to be losing something you thought you wanted might not be the best thing in the world for you to have it. And the fact that you're not getting something you think you want and you think you need is again betochen that Hashem is paskening you don't need it now. Uh, Desla describes and he talks about Mashana Mokka, Mashana Mazel that often in life you have a set of tools and circumstances and resources and talents, and you do very well with them. And now after a year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, Hashem changes the circumstances to give you a new set of tools and wants to see how you perform over here, and that's a compliment. You pass this test, and you go on, take this one. People say, why? I like the first one. I was just getting used to it. He says, maybe, but you take a test, you take this uh, course, and now you want to do this, or you finish this Masechta, Lahavdil, uh, and now you're learning a different Mitzayah. Not a stira. So he teaches the Yushan Mishan Makam Mishan Mazel in that way, is that sometimes because you change circumstances, or because circumstances had to be changed, you had to move. Now over here, this wouldn't be Nogea if you had what you had over there, and now it's a different set of rules with the same objective in general of Adis Hashem, but now your talents might have to be applied differently. He uses that, by the way. In Mechtam it says this example where a person might be in Europe, and Europe is in a city where nobody had any money, which for Europe, pre-war, was not hard to find. City in a circumstance like that. Like nobody had any money. The Kamat didn't have what to eat. And... He was um, a rabbi in the yeshiva. He was a malamid. Had no money, but was teaching Torah and training people, Gavaldi. Then the war came. He ran to America, and uh, he finally settled down, and he's in a city where, unfortunately, no need for a malamid. Either they have malamdin, or they have no children who want to go to Cheder in America. Wherever he landed, it could be after World War I, World II, whatever it was, and he landed in a place. There's, there's no need for it. 
no job openings. So he goes to the business and he makes a lot of money and he... Um, Wondering, like, what was I doing wrong? The answer is, I'm not doing anything wrong, but maybe you're a lot in life than Marbis Torah, and for 40 years he did it over here, in one circumstance over here, there are no yeshivas, so you have still the kalim and the nachala in your life to do the Abbas Torah, but it's a different format now. Now you can't teach it, but I'm going to give you the money since you still have the schus to be able to do it, and now you're going to build yeshivas. Or vice versa. You... Spent money building yeshivas, and now Kosh Baruch Hu wants you to have the hands-on schuss of teaching Torah, learning Torah. It's the same person. How can he have two different things that he has to accomplish in life? The answer is not two different things. It's the same thing. It's just a different format. That's his example. He gave that example because he probably knew somebody. I even have a slight idea who he might have been talking about. Um, the story was from either after World War I or World War II, but I, something based on the history of what, what he's referring to. It can go either way. And the fact that your circumstance change doesn't mean that your calling changes. It just might be a different venue. So what might have looked like a disaster, the more famous story is the other way around, where the entire uh, dynasty of uh, Basilevi, of Chaim and his descendants, uh, happened because uh, in a previous generation, Abraham's grandfather, basically his father, was a pioneer of the city and a big machzik uh, terra, was a gavir, a big baltstaka, and he had a, I think it was a lumber business, uh, very lucrative, and there was no depression or recession, no particular economic downturn, and all of a sudden the business had reversals from one day to the next, and trying this, trying that, and everything went completely down the drain. Just lost the whole business, lost all his money, out of nowhere. It wasn't like when wars hit, that was understandable, just they couldn't figure it out. It was such a pella, they convened the basin to figure out, to check his books and his ledgers and figure out what he did wrong. Yifash Hashemaisev, figure out what he did wrong. And uh, the maskana was the only avera they could possibly find, he was giving too much stucco. Which often, for our stucco shir, is an avera. You can look up the Chavaz Chaim, he has like six hetarim to give more than a chaimish, and he's looking for coolers, you can see me after davening. And we spoke them out, and um, that was his big Avera. So, okay, as we just finished saying, you try to figure it out. At the end of the day, he couldn't figure it out. Okay, so now what? So he was always learning when he was working. That's the key over here. You've got to be in shape. And he figured, okay, Shem doesn't want to give me the cash anymore, and I have nothing to do during the day. I have a young son who looks very bright. I'll sit in the best bench and learn with him all day. He knew how to learn. And he found out quickly his son also knows how to learn very well. And his son became the Beis Levi. And he wasn't such an Amaritz either. He was a big Tamachacham, his father. And he sat and learned with him and developed the next Godel Adar. So now in hindsight, they figured out. The Chaim Velashinah said, now I understand. Basically, couldn't figure that out then. But you wait 50 years, now you understand. So go figure. Like, why? I'm giving Staka. I'm a good person. I'm going to davening. Like, why did Hashem take away my panasa? Good question, but it's not a kasha, that's for sure. So these things, uh, in your long view to figure out, Hashem knows what's good for him in every circumstance, at every point in his life. Therefore, part of the bitachon is understanding that after you have myself and you try to make tikkunim, uh, whatever is going on is still going on. Then accepted Basimcha Biesa Batuosh Ain Davara Yerid Mina Shamayam Rak Toiv. Whatever's going on, Hashem 
has a plan, and it's for your good, and for the good of Klai Yisrael, and therefore, after you try to do whatever you could do, whatever Ishtavis you do, be makabal b'simcha, mitzvah will continue. Next Sunday, there is no shear. The tainus, look, check your emails, please, throughout the summer to find out when there is shear and when